0: Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk, brought to you by KCRR. I'm Bobby Howe.
1: And I'm Alex Gehring.
0: How are you, Alex? I'm
1: doing just fine. I had to say that at a quieter level mm-hmm. so that it didn't do some kind of weird uh, distortion thing that Bobby was hearing. So
0: so let's, let's let's talk about the fact that your voice sounds a little different this week. And you told me you had residents living in your head.
1: I, I said that resonance was remaining in my head. So that's um, not what yeah, I heard. that is not what I said. Yeah, I know that's not what you heard, but you heard wrong.
0: That never happens. That wouldn't be. I, I, I always hear everything right.
1: Amber I'm- was really impressive, by the way. We've got to give a shout out to Amber. So apparently there's been some kind of a thing happening with my mic. And Amber knew how to fix it uh, by telling me to take the foam off. And she could fix it via Zoom from afar. So Amber gets a big shout out.
0: Hey, Kip, Amber deserves a raise.
1: Raises for Amber. We're going to put that on the agenda for the next meeting.
0: I think you should have it on the HMLS meeting and we'll put it on the KCRRBOD meeting. I think it's it's a good idea.
1: It's easy. That's easy. It was decided here on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby, how are you? You've been running a lot.
0: I mean- I ran a little bit the last few days, a lot. Uh, so let's see. I don't, I forget what day this podcast comes out, but whatever. Um, if you're not my Facebook friend, it really doesn't matter when we have this conversation. Um, but I, so I ran the Chicago marathon on Sunday and I'm moving. And, but I'll be quite honest with you. No one sees our video. You're moving. What's moving? What's happening? What's going you on? You said you're moving. No, I didn't say I was moving. And I'm moving, and I'm moving, and I'm moving.
1: Oh, okay, never mind. I heard something weird.
0: Now I'm wondering what I've said. I didn't say I was. If I said I was
1: moving, you were like... doing this and said I'm moving.
0: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> not... I literally, I've lost all the trains of thoughts that I've this had. This is
1: the worst introduction. This is,
0: but you know what? It may be a classic one. So let's just stick with that. Uh, let's see. So, so I ran the Chicago Marathon on Sunday. And I am, oh, I'm moving, meaning I'm moving around. Like I'm, I can get up and move. A lot of people are still like really, really sore. Like the bottom half of them is extreme. Yeah, I'm moving. That was me moving. And here's the other thing is that people can't tell when we do our podcast because they don't see the video from this, but that I am still at a place where I don't actually want to wear like real people clothing. Now I can tell that at least your top half of Amber and the top half of Alex are professional dress. I don't know about your bottom half. I'm not even going to judge. I don't care. I am not. I am all like, I am doing a professional webinar after this. They're just going to have to accept me for who I am because I'm not ready for adult clothes right now. I'm just not.
1: That's all right. I I don't even think about it. That's the thing about Zoom. I don't even think about that on Zoom.
0: Right, but you, you don't even a professional, notice. like and and for like I said for the podcast, it doesn't matter, but I'm doing a professional webinar that I'm being paid a lot of money for in less than 50 minutes from now. And meh. Yeah. That's
1: all right. You, you're you're authentic.
0: I am being authentic. So it's fine. But, and I mean wearing a Chicago marathon shirt to somehow make it like I'm less dressed down.
1: Right, you are. You you're wearing it because it was a cause, and there's a reason for you wearing it. That's there good. is
0: there is a cause and a reason for me wearing the clothing yeah. that I'm wearing, and it's because I literally almost died on the course. So what? Uh, I <laughs> it was bad. Oh my god! And I can't tell actually what happened because it is way TMI. No one wants to know about this. However. Um, so I ran the 5k on Saturday. Now
1: Everybody wants to know all know, but about I, this.
0: I really, I will turn bright red. I can't, no one really wants to know. Trust me because I even told my best friend what was going on. And she was like, oh my God, Bobby, that's really bad. And I was like, I know. Um, so I ran a 5k on Saturday in Chicago ahead of time. It was fun. It was fine. I get out there on Sunday. We're running the race and through mile 10, I'm on pace to set a PR. I'm, I'm on goal pace, but at mile five, I had used a porta potty and there was blood coming from a place there shouldn't be blood coming from. That's as much of the story as I'm going to tell you. And I was like, oh God, what is going on with my body? And then I two more porta potty stops, situation was continuing. And by mile 14 and a half, I stopped to talk to the doctors at the aid station and they're like, sit down. And I was like, okay. And they're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I feel, I mean, my stomach was a little off, but that's because they give you Gatorade endurance on the course. And I don't normally drink Gatorade endurance. So that probably was affecting my stomach a little bit. Shouldn't have been the other problem. Um, and so he's like, I'm going to put you on the bus to send you back to the the finish line. And I was like, okay. And I just started bawling. I've never quit a race. I never quit really anything, but I especially don't quit races. And so I get on the bus, they give me a Mylar blanket. They give me a mask. I'm sitting on the bus and I'm just bawling. And I took like a couple of like photos. Cause like this was going to be my Facebook post of Bobby quitting. And then I was like, I don't, I don't quit. I'm not ready to quit. And so I got up and I walked off the bus and the tra- transport guy goes, what are you doing? I was like, I'm not done. And then he was like, okay. And then I walked past the doctor and he goes, where are you going? And I was like, there are other aid stations. So I'm going to at least walk to the next aid station. And if I need to quit I'll get on a bus, then that's what I'll do. But I'm going to keep walking until I can't walk anymore. Because I think if I walk, my situation will be better. And he's like, all right. And I did it. And I finished. Um, I finished 53 minutes after what my goal was, but that's okay. Um, And I, but I did it and I didn't quit. And I'm proud of
1: myself.
0: So Yeah. But it was, I mean, it was, and you're safe and I'm safe. Everything's fine. Everything's Everything's good. Now Uh, I have an appointment with my doctor. We're going to try to figure out what happened and why it happened. Apparently it's something that can happen to people who are anemic. So, um, Uh, so we're going to, we're going to check everything out, but it was, it was really concerning at the time. Um, but funny story. So there's a big group of us that, um, do the dopey races together And they also did the Chicago marathon. There was like 75 of us in this Facebook group that are in a dopey group together. And then we were in a Chicago group together. And there's one particular lady that I've just kind of come to know really well, but I've never met in person. We did the 5K together, but not together. Like I never met her, but afterwards we compared our times and we were within like 20 seconds of finishing from each other. And we're like, oh, that's funny. Then after the marathon was over, we realized our finish times were within five seconds of each other but because there's so many thousands of people running the race and everybody starts at a different time, we didn't think anything about it. And then last night she posted a photo of herself at the start line. And I recognized one of the guys in the photo because I had been lined up right behind him. So I go and I look and she crossed the start line nine seconds before me. Then I checked the time of day she crossed the finish line. She crossed the finish line four seconds before me, thus the five second difference. I'm in her finish line photo. Like, oh my you gosh. can see me getting ready to cross the finish line when she is crossing the finish line. And we never met the entire weekend. But we literally ran the exact same race. I don't think she sat on a bus for eight minutes like I did, but we pretty much ran. this. So we started at the same time, finished at the same time, and I'm in her photos. Hilarious. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's good, Alex. So, so Alex, here's what's funny. Our our guest is texting me right now, worried about how he should dress because we're gonna be on Zoom. I should tell him he needs to be really dressed up. Yes, I I should tell him live.
1: Should be very dressed up. Uh huh. Yes. Very dressed up.
0: Yeah. So, so do we want to talk? Because I want to talk to you about what you've been doing, but I feel like we need to talk about who our guest is to talk about what you did recently. Oh yeah, sure. So what are, who's our guest? Do you know who our guest is? I'll have to introduce <laughs> our guest because Hank is one of my very, very best friends. So we are bringing on um, Hank Voigt. He is a Missouri realtor, which means Alex doesn't have, I don't think Alex has ever met Hank because I Alex ever is met a Hank. Kansas realtor. And the
1: Kansas um, realtor. The
0: Kansas realtors. They do not have nearly <laughs> as much fun as Missouri realtors do. What? I'm just on we have plenty
1: of fun. You have
0: plenty of fun. Not as much fun. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, whatever. You
2: know. need to
0: come to some of our meetings. Anyways. So Hank is the president of the Missouri chapter. It's of a newly formed group and it's the LGBTQ plus real estate alliance. Um, and it's a new group that just formed the end of last year. I'm actually the secretary of the Missouri chapter. Mm-hmm. Fun fact for you. Um, <laughs> and, the group is uh, brought together to advocate for fair housing for all and to help promote LGBTQ plus home ownership. And it's, it's a group for those that are a part of the LGBTQ plus community and their allies, which is why I am I'm such a staunch supporter of the group, why I wanted to be involved in the leadership of the group. So I'm really excited that we're going to have Hank on to talk to because there are actually some issues going on in Missouri that I think people aren't even aware of um in our legislature that really do need to be effect uh fixed to help this community uh so but the reason i want to talk about that is alex what did you do yesterday sure so we did our pride
1: build which we've been doing how many years have we'd been doing the pride build now
0: wow that's an amber question i have no idea How many
1: years just two, two? okay two? okay so Feels this longer is the second that, but- year and it was great it was really great we we had a lot of fun I uh, got a lot of stuff done, lots of painting, lots of digging, which is my mm-hmm. personal favorite. Anytime that I do anything uh, for Rock the Block, mm-hmm. if I'm not on the golf cart with Bobby, I like to have a shovel <laughs> in my hand because I like to dig. Digging is fun for me. You know why I like to dig, Bobby? This has nothing to do with what with what you wanted to talk about. But I enjoy digging because I can't mess that up too much. Like digging for me is something that I, I can do it. I can do it well. And if somebody's telling me that I'm doing it wrong, it's because I'm about ready to electrocute myself or cause a fire. And other than that, people have to leave me alone. And I'm somebody who I don't like micromanagement. Right. I, you delegate something to me and I'm going to do it. Do not bug me about it. I'm just going to do it. And so digging is fun for me. I love digging. So that's what I did most of the time. Um, but it was, it was great uh, to yeah. be honest with you. The, the pride build is no different than any other habitat project. It, it right. just felt like a habitat project. And, uh, we had, a uh, it had pride build on the sign in front of it. Um, yeah. uh, and so it, it was so much fun. We, we really had a good time. So, um,
0: and, yeah, and I, I yeah. probably should have researched this before now, but I feel like habitat must do pride builds the entire month of October. Because when the Missouri Realtors was just in town in Kansas City, the end of September, and our board of directors meeting was October 1st, on October 2nd, the Missouri Realtors just did a pride build with KC Habitat. So I feel like it must be an entire October thing. But one of the things that I noticed from the photo yesterday of you doing your digging, I might, do you know what my brain said? And I'm a horrible human being for this. I was like, Alex doing manual labor. It just the two just don't go together. You're just not someone that I imagined doing a lot of manual labor.
1: It was so fun. It, it was hilarious because mm-hmm. every time, uh, <laughs> every time uh, a picture was being taken of me, uh-huh. I would intentionally start pointing at something <laughs> like I was giving some kind of insight as to, you know, what, what's up with this paint, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you know, is that the right brush to be using? Or, or at one point, I had just arrived. This is terrible. I shouldn't, I shouldn't expose my secrets. I had just arrived, and I got my shovel because, like I said, it's the first thing I want to do. And he came to take a picture, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm wiping my brow, and that's the picture that Kip posted yesterday was of me just wiping my brow and looking completely exhausted.
0: You had um, just arrived. I had just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I really believed you'd been working for a long time. You actually your acting skills. I mean, we know that you have some pretty good acting, uh, musical, uh, musical and acting skills. But you really showcased your acting skills yesterday because I truly believed you'd been there working for a hard a long time and you were sweaty.
1: Hey, oh, yeah, I sent it to my wife and she knew exactly what was going <laughs> on.
0: I love she it. immediately
1: she She's... knew exactly what was happening. She knows your stories.
0: Um, Hey, yeah. our guest is going to be here in a few minutes, but you know what I got? Oh, do you have a book bit? I do have a book bit.
1: Wow. Okay. All right. You ready? hmm Do, 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 do. Bobby's book bit.
0: Casey. Ooh, I like you. Oh, that was good. I like that. You actually, but you're scared, Amber. Like you, I don't know if you were looking at the screen at the time, but you are you, that low guttural growl really scared amber all right we'll add it we'll add it so i have a book and this is a book that was recommended to me in the last two weeks based off one of the presentations that i gave and so i went and got the book and we read it and i'm really i actually i'm going to start promoting this book uh, more this one's actually moving up my list so the book is called loving what is by byron katie and it's about giving you four simple questions So you can turn negative thoughts around, change how you react to events and people that stress you out and thus end your own suffering when you're feeling all of that stress. My quote from the book is, I am a lover of what is, not because I'm a spiritual person, because it hurts when I argue with reality. How often do we cause ourselves stress because we're arguing with what's actually happening versus just accepting what's actually happening? So uh, the book was written because at 43 years old, which speaks to me because I just turned 43 years old, um, Katie wrote this or Byron Katie wrote this book after a 10 year struggle with rage, anxiety and depression when she woke up realizing that she only suffered when she believed her own thoughts. I I talk about one of my favorite quotes is I am for the two words that follow determine your destiny. So many times we believe our own thoughts and that's what actually causes us the stress and the things that we're going through. So the first lesson in the book is ask yourself four simple questions to overcome stress by changing your perspective. When we talk about stress, we usually say this project is stressing me out or so and so is stressing me out about this event we have coming up. We're putting responsibility on other people and external events that we have no control over. It's only in how we process those things that we suddenly become stressed out in our heads. Our interpretation of what's going on is what causes us to stress about it or not. So the four questions are, number one, is what I'm thinking actually true? Number two, can I be absolutely sure that it's true without a doubt? Number three, how do I react when I believe this thought and number four, who would I be without this thought? So say Jason has an event coming up and Jason hasn't gotten you some things that you think he should have. And so you start thinking Jason is unreliable. And that's the stress. That's the thing that's stressing you out is that Jason's unreliable. So walk through those steps of things. The next step or lesson number two is turn your thoughts on their head to give yourself more options to think differently about the situation. Think about it is... Um, Change it. So if I'm thinking Jason's unreliable, then flip that on your head and say, Am I unreliable? Is this actually a true statement about Jason? And then you can walk through the four steps using yourself or however you flip the question. Lesson number three being frustrated about reality does not change anything. So stop it. And I tell people to stop it a lot and they get real mad at me. Complaining has a value of zero, always. Everyone has problems. Most people don't care about yours. Whining to empty air isn't going to change anything and you can't change reality by being frustrated. Do not try to change the realities you can't control. And that is my book bit loving what is because it's pretty much a smack in your face to be like, this is what it is. We just have to accept it. Even if it sucks.
1: That seems like a great book. I'm going to have to check that one out.
0: Well, I think you'd like it. Okay.
1: Okay. It's time to
0: bring on Hank. Let's do it. Hank, do it. Hank.
1: Welcome back to Kansas City Real Talk brought to you by KCRAR. Bobby and I are here with Hank Voigt, who is the president of the Missouri chapter of the LGBTQ plus real estate alliance. Hank, how are you today?
2: Good. Thank you. How are you doing?
1: Doing just fine. It's great to see you and it's great to have you with us.
2: Thank you.
0: So... Hank is one of my friends. He's a Jeff City realtor. So Hank, let's talk to you a little bit before we start talking about the Real Estate Alliance and talking about some things that are going on in Missouri, because we're going to talk about that. Tell us about you. How did you get into real estate? What did you do before? What do we need to know about Hank? Well, uh,
2: I'm originally from a little town near the Lake of the Ozarks called Versailles, Missouri. Some people say Versailles, but we we're from the country, so we say Versailles. Um, Lived there most of my life. And then I relocated to Jefferson City. I did human resources actually in my previous career. I did human resources for about 10 years. And um, I lost my job due to uh, company changes and buying other companies and acquiring. There were other people who did what I did, human resources that they were keeping on. So um, I did not know anything about real estate other than I had purchased a home. But a friend of mine was in real estate and she got a commission check. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is how it is. And I thought, oh, my God, that's great money. And then my first closing, I actually end up owing money uh, due to a business partner who made a bad decision. But anyway, um, that's been 20, 20 and a half years ago. Um, been a realtor at uh, Remax in Jefferson City for full 20 years and love it. Wouldn't do anything else.
1: Awesome, Hank. Well, so I'm curious. We've got the LGBTQ Plus Real Estate Alliance. This is a newer organization. I think that most of our members don't know a whole lot about it yet. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, why you wanted to get involved, why it was formed, and what the mission of this alliance is?
2: Sure. Um, in the latter part of last year, uh, during the pandemic, right in the, the worst part of the pandemic, I believe, um, there was an organization um, based out of Florida that, that uh, was an organization that the LGBTQ realtors belong to that were having trouble uh, internally with their management and their funds and such. And so some people um, decided to start this new organization with a lot more transparency and, and uh, a little bit uh, different mission with education and advocacy. So <clears throat> the national chapter uh, formed, I believe in September or October of last year. So Missouri Realtors was also looking to um, uh, really get some organizations involved with Missouri Realtors that were that were of uh, the specialty groups. So um, we reached out to the national chapter, Jeff Kester, who was president of the Missouri Realtors last year, um, made it a mission to bring the uh, LGBTQ um, Alliance to Missouri. So Missouri Realtors was, wonderful in helping with startup costs and and paying for charter memberships and such. And that happened in January of this year. So we are very new, we're not even a year old yet. So um, the mission of the organization is advocate, elevate and celebrate, Uh, advocate for fair housing for all and promote LGBTQ home ownership, elevate professionalism in the industry through education and network, celebrate diversity and inclusion in our members and allied partners. And the reason I wanted to be involved was obviously I'm an LGBTQ uh, member of the community. And uh, I was asked. So (laughs) it's hard to say no.
0: Isn't that how We call that voluntold,
1: right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) We get voluntold to do things all the time. So I think one of the things that you talked about, one of the missions of our group is to advocate. And I know that you and I know about this deeply and i would like to think that a lot more people know about it but i don't think they actually do and i especially think our kansas members don't know so i want to talk about mona or the uh, missouri non-discrimination act can you talk a little bit about the act and can you talk a little bit about our struggles to get it through and how long we've been fighting for this uh act
2: sure uh mona has been was introduced last year by actually a democrat and a republican in the um legislature it did not go anywhere as um as it has done the last 23 years there's been a variation of the legislation introduced in the last 23 years and what it would do was um make discrimination uh, in housing with the lgbt community uh illegal and uh as of today anyone who is even suspected of being a member of the lgbtq community can be kicked out of their rental property or Uh, be discriminated against in any housing and their job, as a matter of fact. So um, that's a very important thing for us. We're hoping that some sort of legislation will be introduced next year. And of course, we plan to advocate as much as possible. Since we were kind of late to the game, we we tried and and got in on it. But as you know, um, uh, Missouri is not that progressive when it comes to these types of things. So um, it was a little difficult and it kind of went to a dead end. Um, There are some Republicans who do stand behind it. And um, and uh, even from Southeast Missouri, I know that the Jeff Kester and, and and a couple of people have talked to some uh, representatives down there. Who I think that there was just a lot of unknowns and people who don't, as with anything, people who don't understand, and, and, that, and that brings ignorance. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean that it's ignorance towards the towards what's in the policy. So um, I think education. Uh, Even with our legislators, um, it it will be very important this next year. So that is on our agenda for next year as we talked at our meeting a couple of weeks ago that that's that's a top priority for me.
0: So, Hank, I just want to talk a little bit more about this, obviously, just because being in Missouri, I have a little bit more um, knowledge than Alex. I don't mean that like in a bad way, but you're absolutely right about the ignorance Um, and not in a bad way. It's just a lack of knowledge, that type of ignorance. Um, and to be clear, I don't
1: think Bobby is calling me ignorant. I'm not,
0: but I will, but not about this. Um, and I guess what I think ultimately frustrates me as an ally, not as someone who's in the community like you, because then I would just be, but I am to that outrageous point that even though we're not a progressive state how that we can just keep saying it's okay to keep discriminating against people based on who they are as a human being. Like, I just, that really frustrates me. But this was even more capitalized by whenever we were at the uh, Kit Bond leadership dinner here in Kansas City, we had um, Greg Razor, representative? Uh, yeah, uh, Senator,
2: Senator. Senator. Senator,
0: okay. Senator Greg Razor was sitting at our table and someone asked him about Mona and the progress that we were having lack of in regards to Mona. And he's like, guys, we can't even talk about Mona right now because here's what just happened at the state capitol, Missouri state capitol, they've got a museum and in the museum, there's a bunch of different artifacts Well, someone had some artifacts made up and I don't know what group it was, but it's an LGBTQ plus group that had a timeline of the history of the LGBTQ plus community through other years. Hank knows about this better than I do. And those got put up in the museum of the state capitol. People were offended by facts in history. And the governor called for this artifact to be removed from the museum. No, he's never called for anything else to be removed from the museum. And this had to be removed and moved across town.
2: Yeah, actually what, I mean. I messed it it, up.
0: Yeah, please fix me.
2: I hope that you're, I mean, you you did fine. Your listeners will probably, um. It was an, an exhibit for, about the Kansas City uh, civil rights um, struggle in the 60s and 70s which included the LGBTQ community um, and it was just a timeline from what I understand it was like flags like those feather flags and it was just mm-hmm. a timeline you walk past them and it just gave dates like on such and such so date there was a there was a, a, a meeting a rally or whatever and then this happened and then there was some brutality and whatnot it was just facts and some um, legislators Grew angry about it and called the governor to um, have it removed. And the plot thickened a little bit. You know, soon after um, I followed Senator Razor on Twitter and, and and followed the the timeline of what happened. They asked for it to be removed. It was removed, moved across a few blocks away, and put in this little building that's a museum, but it's just a little bitty building instead of the state museum. And there were some mistruths I guess spoken about how that happened about this committee and and the committee always gives the okay to have these these exhibits and in the last whatever 19 years that committee has never expressed a concern about any of the exhibits either way so there was a little bit of scandal over that and um, yes it was put away it was right before the bicentennial for the state of Missouri so when the capital was really busy with uh, you know people coming from all over the state Really didn't get the true history of our community, um, and that's all it was. It was just history. Yeah,
0: and I think that's what pisses me off the most is Mona should have been passed a long time ago, mm-hmm. no question about it. But simple facts should be allowed and an exhibit of facts in a museum because I'm pretty sure that's where facts belong is in a museum. And the fact that we can be offended by an exhibit, I just I don't understand how we'll ever get Mona passed if we can't even put up facts.
2: No, and I think it does tie into that, Bobby Joe. It, it yeah. the, the the fact is that a lot of legislators don't even understand that it is still okay or legal to discriminate against the LGBT community when it comes to housing. And every as we know, as realtors know, everyone deserves a safe place to live. And there were representatives who did not understand that now,
0: mm-hmm.
2: after this has been introduced for 23 years. And so I think it goes back to education. I don't think people are that mean and ugly for the most part, they just need to be educated. People do not understand that you can be fired from your job just from being suspected to be in the LGBTQ community. So we've got work to do.
0: And you know, I'll say that I'll agree that I choose to believe that people aren't that mean and ugly, but I also believe that because they're politicians mm-hmm. that they won't necessarily act as how they as a human being believe something should be done. They're more scared of their constituents and a few loudmouth constituents versus the majority of their constituents who may remain quiet on this issue because they're uncomfortable. And I one know. of the things that I've learned during the pandemic is that when we remain silent on something, we're basically in agreement with what's being done to hurt other people, whether it's your community, whether it's Black Lives Matter, whether it's anybody else. When I remain silent and I allow these things to happen, I'm supporting suppression and that's not okay. And I think that to a certain extent, that's what's happening. Sorry, we've gotten very political on this episode. We don't know.
2: (laughs) I completely agree though. Well,
1: even, gosh, maybe a month and a half, two months ago for the Pride Parade in uh, Kansas City. I attended that and uh, our company attended that. And there was backlash from some uh, members of the real estate community uh, just for the fact that we participated uh, in the Pride Parade. Uh, and so I, I completely, I, I agree with every single thing that, that you guys are saying. I think that my concern, uh, and I I don't know if you guys will agree with this or not, but I, I feel that there are associations and there are companies that now are being shy about voicing their support and doing everything that they can to participate in these kinds of things because they feel like there will be backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, uh, I think that's it, we got to get over that. You, we can't stop just because you've got a few loud people that are uncomfortable about something that basically they just don't have any exposure to it. Because I do agree that I think that if people uh, w- had anybody that they loved that felt comfortable coming to them and letting them know uh, that they were uh, LGBTQ+, plus, then for the most part, I do believe that, they're, that most people are good people and would you know, learn and figure things out.
2: I agree. And we've experienced, Bobby Joe knows about this. We've experienced just a small, small um, bit of backlash from a member. Um, In my opinion is that it, I, I, you know, we're not out to change the world and make you believe how I believe or feel how I feel or love who I love or whatever. So I just don't see why, where the problem is with scrolling by without sending a hate email or, you know, getting in front of a camera and saying hateful things. And that's what, it, what, you know, that's what hurts our community the most. And in any community, like Bobby Joe said, Black Lives Matter or whatever whatever organization, if you don't support it, move on. and um, And that's fine. We'll continue on our path to doing something that we think is right.
0: You know, and I think that's what it comes down to me the most is that if you don't agree with it, you don't have to support it but that's your own personal choice. But when you try to tear down something else, that means so much to someone else. When that hatred just starts taking over when you can't. And Alex, here's the situation. So we just had a pride build in Kansas city yesterday. And I think it's still going on today. This just like what we did with Missouri realtors here two weeks ago. Um, it, it won't be once this episode comes out, I guess that's true. Um, is that Hank posted on our, um, we our message boards that we have for our state association. Hey, come out and support the pride build. And someone actually took the time to send Hank a nasty email just about posting about come out and help out at a habitat event. And like you said, it's just any other habitat event just has a new name on it. Um, it and I think that's what just gets me going the most is that we just feel the need to step on someone else and put them down. Um, earlier, the We have all these things that are going on this week that by the time the episode comes out, it's not going to be true. But I, I, this wasn't even a part of something we'd planned to talk about, but earlier in this week was national coming out day. And, um, I had so many of my friends talk about when they came out and the struggles that they had and the times, some of my friends had amazing support from their families. They still have amazing support from their families. Some of my friends, they lost their families while they were coming out. And one of the things that we don't talk about enough are the suicide rates among people of the LGBTQ plus community. And suicide's very near and dear to my heart, as y'all know. When they do come out and don't get that support they need and how we cannot be allies to someone just for becoming who they are. And I don't know, I don't know if I have a question wrapped up in any of this, but I just be a human being and treat another human being the way you'd wanna be treated. And if you can't treat them that way, Shut your damn mouth. It's not about you. It's about them.
2: And Bobby Joe, that I I will tell you that I, 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 you know, this, I spoke to the AE of this individual and my comment to her was that it's too bad. She's a realtor, Mm -hmm. you know, to circle back to why, you know, to the real estate realtor organization, it's too bad that she's a realtor. I hope she does never have an LGBTQ uh, plus member. Of the community as a client because um if she took the if this person took the time to type in all caps by the way which is you know
1: Mm -hmm. crazy that's a pretty good indicator right there yeah
2: (laughs) all caps first thing in the morning and i'm like okay she's got a problem um you know uh i just i just said it sucks that she's a realtor because we as realtors do not should not have these feelings towards someone And it doesn't affect them or their industry or their life. I mean, it does not affect them. Find them a safe place to live, assist them, move on with your life. And I don't think that this person could do that.
0: Yeah. I I think that's my thing that gets me is when we all get riled up about these things that literally have zero effect on our daily lives.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What goes on in your home? doesn't affect my life at all. When people came angry when Simone Biles pulled out of the Olympics, did not affect my daily life at all. And yet all these people act offended by both things happening and neither one changes my life in any way, shape or form. And why can't we just support people for being people, simple, basic concept? Mm -hmm. Um, Hank, because we're starting to closely run out of time. We're not quite there yet, but we're getting there. Um, We've talked about the advocacy that we're doing as a part of the Real Estate Alliance what are some of the other priorities of our group as we move forward as a newer organization in Missouri? Um, yeah. What else are we are trying to do?
2: Okay. So as you know, we met a few weeks ago in Kansas city. And by the way, we did take part in the Casey pride build and we were happy to do that on October 2nd. It was exciting. It was great. We worked on two houses. It was um, a good time and we were glad to do it. So With that being said, um, that is what we plan to do next year, along with educational events throughout the state on the east, west, north, south side of the state. We plan to do some educational events, but we'd also like to do some community events while we are there. So we didn't have an educational event in Kansas City, uh, but if we had, we would have done that and then did our pride build. We're going to try to do something like that in Springfield Branson area in Kansas City area in central Missouri. And by the way, our board members are from all over the state. Bobby is a a board member. We've got Kansas City, St. Louis, Branson, Springfield, Lake of the Ozarks, Columbia, and Jefferson City on our board. So we are uh, Realtors and allies, Um, I mean, I'm sorry, members of the LGBT community and allies, uh, Realtors and affiliates on our board and in our membership. We have about 53 members right now, which I think is great with our first year. And with us being um, Missouri, and that's not a knock. I'm just—it's just the just fact with us being Missouri that I think it's great. Um, we are a growing chapter. So anyway, in our planning meeting, we we have a lot of great ideas for education uh, for next year, and then community events, and then of course advocacy.
1: That's fantastic. That's that's really great. Um, I, I Kansas doesn't have a chapter of this organization yet, to my knowledge. Um, hopefully, we will at some point soon. Um, is there so with Kansas City? Is there a possibility of opening a, a local chapter under DEI? Is that the or are, are we working toward that?
2: I mean, it is possible, uh, you know, in the future. I think that our um, thought was that since we were Missouri, that we were not going to be a huge chapter in Kansas City, St. Louis, Springfield. That's our three largest metropolitan areas. Um, so we in the beginning just did a state chapter, and and since you mentioned Kansas. I will tell you that I'm a delegate board member, which includes uh, the same states as Region 9 with NAR. So um, if uh, Kansas would like to start a chapter or parts of Kansas, I'm your guy to talk to. So um, we don't have Kansas, Oklahoma, nor Arkansas have chapters. Missouri is the only one in our region that does have a chapter. Uh, We do have about 1500 members nationwide and in Canada. Uh, A lot of the larger cities, of course, have their own chapters, but there are other states that have a statewide chapter. So um, we're looking to grow. Um, The membership uh, fee is two hundred dollars a year. And that includes, you know, get you your education. There are some handy guides online on the website that that members can use for first time home buyers and and some studies that have been done in the LGBT community um, in relation to housing. So there are benefits to membership other than just being in a in a social group.
0: So if someone wants to get involved with um, our Real Estate Alliance, how can they do that?
2: Sure. We have a, a Facebook page and it's the uh, alliance missouri on Facebook. Um, and then the, the website is um, realestatealliance.org. And the, all the information is there about our vision, mission, our values and our core beliefs and all that. And, of course, all of our members are there. And that's a great side note. It's a great referral system. Um, if people want to refer anywhere in the country, uh, there are most likely members on the, um, in the alliance that they can refer to. Or they can reach out to me by email. My email is hank at hankshouses.com. And we can get them uh, signed up. I will tell you, it was very exciting in Kansas City. I told Bobby this, that we had four or five members that are people that joined as members. Um, they were all very young and very new first timers, I think most of them. So first timers to the Missouri realtor, um, business conference. So that was very exciting. So,
0: all right, Hank, my last question that I ask everyone before they leave also my campaign slogan in Missouri. What else, what else should we have talked about today? What else should I have asked you about that? I didn't, is there anything else we need to talk about?
2: um no i just think that and we did speak about it but i think that um if your members unit they don't join that we would love the support at the capitol i'm sure there will be another um bill introduced for some sort of mona some sort of anti-discrimination that's going to be our top priority this year as i said before so any members that are listening that would uh love to join in uh we would love to have them just to help advocate for um uh passage of some sort of of law for anti-discrimination. Also, um, I will tell you that one thing that we did take part in, and I'm familiar with Senator Razor, I'm so happy for to have his support. Um, we've actually met a couple of times and he participated in a nationwide symposium. It was called the LGBTQ Housing Policy Symposium. And um, it is online and people can watch it. It was very interesting. Um, it was some elected officials from across the country, as well as HUD, um, uh, FHA, uh, different organizations. It was a very enlightening uh, conference.
0: Awesome! All right. Well, Hank, it was great <laughs> having you on, and I look forward to seeing you. Will you be in San Diego?
2: I will not be in San Diego. This is the first. Okay. Na- this is the first meeting I will miss in several years.
0: Okay. Well, I will see you in January then. Okay.
2: All right. All right. Take care. Thank you, Hank. It was nice to meet you. You too. Thanks.